live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on March 22nd, 2020, in the year of our Lord, Donald J. Trump. You can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. No, sorry, Matt Damon. No Spotify. We're not there. Podbean. Excuse me. Burping here. Uh, what else? FM Player, all those places. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. So we've entered a, uh, yeah. So uh, first of all, last podcast, uh, I don't even think it was that good. The audio wasn't good. Obviously, it wasn't good. But uh I don't know if it was having coronavirus in the title 15 times, but certainly got a lot of numbers. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people downloaded it, clicked it, clicked on it, and then just said, wow, this is a steaming pile of shit. I thought I was going to have something a little more informative or at least entertaining. And uh, maybe some of you stuck around. Maybe I'll try to replicate whatever that was for you if you enjoyed it. But um, put it this way. The numbers were good for someone who does a podcast like every two months and puts minimal effort into it. Not when I was actually having guests like Bob Ryan or Frank DeFord on things like that. No, it fails in comparison, but let's just say it, it was, uh, I was like, Whoa, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not gonna give out numbers cause I don't do that. I'm way too vain. I could not take the criticism on that, but let's get to the state of life. Now, last time I talked to you, you know, it, it, it was, uh, coming upon us, the virus, the, the unseen enemy, which Donald Trump, I mean, he, he loves the fact that he came up with that. It's an unseen enemy. He loves it. He loves it. Um, it's taken over our lives. I mean, if you live in any state that's probably worth living in, I mean, you're probably in a lockdown now. And if not, then, well, you know, you're probably, no, I'm obviously joking. Uh, some of the states with larger populations are already starting to do this. East Coast, you're going to see all of New England. That's going to happen soon. If not, if it hasn't happened already, honestly. California, we're in a uh, stay, uh, what's it, stay, stay order? No. Stay in home. Jesus Christ. I've said it like a hundred times. Now I can't remember it. doesn't matter. Gavin Newsom, Christian Bale has told us stay in the house. All right. Um, so this is life now. I know I keep saying this. Is what Rachel Maddow said that a hundred times after, uh, not a hundred times. It was played a hundred times after Trump won. This is life now. You're not dreaming. Okay. This is life. But, uh, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, this is a virus. <laughs> You know, I watch these daily press press uh, press conferences from the White House, and I don't know why I do it. Um, you know, Trump is not just going to turn loquacious overnight. It's not going to happen. Um, if he sticks to the script, he's he's good for for Donald Trump. Um, when he goes off script and those question and answers start, uh, it's you know I, I've said this again. I, I consider myself an independent. I consider myself socially liberal, and I guess. And bordering on uh, fiscally conservative, honestly. Um, and I've and I've never really thought much about Donald Trump in the sense that I don't like the guy. I would never vote for him. I'm not going to call all of his supporters idiots. I'm not going to do something like that. People have their own reasons why they vote for Donald Trump. I'd say about 20 to 30 percent of the people that love Donald Trump are brain dead idiots. But uh, I think there are some people that vote for them for a reason. I understand that you're, you're a small business owner. You're someone that's into finance. And I'm, you look and say, this guy, I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to vote for him. So I, I understand that. And I never really thought about that. I mean, life was good, man. I was looking at my 401k, my portfolio, and things were looking quite wonderful. Um, and yeah, you got to deal with the bullshit, the shit he says all the time, the stupid blah, 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 blah. You know, they're just, I, I, I've said on the podcast before, I don't find his personality interesting. Like, I do like 
when he makes fun of other politicians sometimes because these politicians have been getting a free pass for a long time and no one dares criticize them. And Trump obviously is a, you know, schoolyard bully. And really his insults are, don't really have a ton of substance behind them, but they are funny sometimes. I, I have laughed. I'm not going to pretend that I'm above the joke sometimes. They, some of the people that he calls out are disgusting. Uh, so I laugh. Here, here we are though in a time of crisis. And did, didn't I just say I was not going to make this a Trump podcast? But let me get this out of the way. You know, in this time of crisis, and I will say this, I've become woefully ignorant when it comes to the daily uh, things going on inside of politics. Because, you know, I, I'm kind of the spineless loser in a sense that I don't follow every little story written in the Washington Post, the New York Times. And, and I should be more educated on that those topics. What I do is I hear, a, you know, maybe a summary of a story, make my own interpretation of my mind, and then say, no, I believe that or I don't believe it. Or I'm skeptical of it. I mean, I think any president, now, now hear me out my entire thought here. I think any president in this situation, we would, uh, people would be dying from coronavirus. No president, I don't care how perfect they were, could stop this. Do I think extra people will die because of Donald Trump's ignorance? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to believe people. Well, for, for the first part, I mean, let's look at this. A pandemic team was removed. And whenever that question is asked, I don't, I don't know anything. I, 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 Bob, you want to come up here and ask that? You want to answer? I mean, that that that's that's infuriating to me. I'm sorry. And to continue to blame the former administration. And you know what? Let's let's be fair here. I knew the H1N1 virus. I almost have like don't remember that part of my life. That was like 2009, and in a year, in a span of what year, year and a half, ten thousand people died of that thing. I don't even like remember it. <laughs> it was like just now granted it was one of those jobs where uh you know maybe obama was thrown in there like kennedy was after eisenhower with the cuban cuban missile crisis being like hey uh about this whole thing this shit's starting so uh good luck with that as i'm walking out the door i don't know if the timeline looks like that but you know eisenhower already had the you know bay of pigs you know that was those bay of pigs was already set up by the eisenhower administration and uh you know kennedy had to deal with it afterwards which i do remember all those clips of kennedy too when he was saying, we are going to, uh, you know, the, the nuclear, uh, you know, conflict between Castro, you know, foreign the Cuba and Russia. And, uh, we should also watch out for the Republicans who are affecting. I mean, he did it every night. I remember that. It, it was nuts. And I remember when George Bush, when he, you know, remember when he sat there in 9 11, you know, with those people down at the Twin Towers and he said, you know, I hear you. And I, the people who knock down these buildings are going to hear from you. And my opponents in the next election are going to hear from me. Watch out, Democrats. I'm coming for you. The fact that Donald Trump doesn't take this shit seriously. This is this is the point I'm trying to make. It's 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 cringe inducing, man. It's it's really cringe inducing that this guy still doesn't fuck. I mean, even you know, Mitt Romney, he he was laughing about him being in quarantine today. Oh gee whiz. Gee, that's too bad. Mitt, Mitt's in quarantine? <laughs> oh my god, people. Yeah, I don't know. But what's going on? Uh we're we're gonna have something in six months. I said this on Twitter. You know, we're going to have this. Now, we're all going to live through this. Now, let's let, let's forget the politics. Forget all that crap. Let, let's look at this. We're going to get through this, people. We're going to live, most of us. And listen, people are going to die. That 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 is life. But we're going to get through this. And America will be stronger. America is great and all that. Um, but we're going to, at the end of this, we're going to look at this and say, was this an overreaction? Was this more than we actually had to do? Did we you know, misuse resources and shutting everything down and risking our financial stake in, you know, basically our livelihood? Or 
was our reaction the right thing to do because we saved a massive amount of lives that you know would have just perished. Uh, and I will tell you, I tell you this in the words of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> this I tell you, um, that will be a debate on Twitter for people armed with zero facts, zero medical degrees, zero government strategy uh, experience. But I'll tell you, that will not stop them from getting in arguments with threads that are 50 tweets long. I am really going to try hard not to be one of those people. Plus, because I don't really have that. So I, I, again, I kind of want to be ignorant of that shit. Just because, and here's the thing, too. You know, we talk about the media. Um, is the media in those press conferences? A First of all, again, now I'm deviating like three th th three, uh, three layers back. How small is that White House press, White House press room? Why are they all in there? Every other governor I see is taking calls for, you know, from a phone. That's usually where calls are done from, from a phone or a computer nowadays, I guess. But they're all tightly squeezed in there. It's, it's peculiar. It's very, very peculiar. Let's put it that way. Um, what was my point? I, w I was going to say something. What was I saying? Oh, right. Like, like I said last podcast, the media does not take a day off from trying to get Donald Trump. Do they have gotcha questions? They do. There's and a lot of those questions are like, come on. Let's see, get out of this. Let's see you fight yourself out of a paper bag this way. A normal person would be able to respond to those baiting questions and stop those reporters and, you know what, have them think again how they're going to ask a question next time. The fucking idiot takes the bait every time. However, I will be in the minority here. That guy from, what was it, ABC News? Was it ABC News? Where he called him a terrible reporter? That was an awful question. Now, some might say, how can you say it's an awful question, Brian? He just asked if people, you know, were scared. You know, what should, what should you tell the American public that's scared? That's once again something I've been saying on this podcast for years. That is not the entire question. This guy says dumb shit all the time and you crop the question. That is what, if you look that question up, you're a terrible reporter. Look that up on, on, on Twitter. Look up terrible reporter on Twitter. And you will get the half answer. The question before, excuse me, the half question. The question before was, don't you think that you're spreading false hope to the American public, which is absolute garbage. That's a terrible, terrible question. Now, a normal human being would be able to answer that question and not be out of their minds. He failed. He failed at that. Obviously. Let's move on from Donald Trump because I just said I didn't want to make it about the whole podcast and I feel like it's already starting. So let, let's, let's, let's move on from that. Um, so what is your life like now? Cause I'll tell you, my life has been reduced to, there's this person delivering, this person has dyed their hair to add to their shirt. Uh, someone delivering pizza hair. I'm, I'm just looking at people. I don't like people that dye their hair funny colors. Do I sound like more of an old curmudgeon than that? This person has pink hair and who cares, Brian? They're wearing pink. Whatever. By the way, we're drinking a beer. I just went to a brewery to pick up some beer, even though Amazon does deliver beer. I think I told people on Twitter that don't care at least two or three times. Um, I've been drinking a blueberry. Oh God. You know, this is a good beer, but this, this is one of these, this is one of these, uh, beers that you look at craft beer and just go, Oh God, why, why, why don't you just eat a cookie and, you know, pour rubbing alcohol down your throat. I am drinking a, it's called Funhouse. Funhouse. Oh, did you just Funhouse me? Um, blueberry pastry sour. I'll wait for all the laughing to stop. Blueberry pastry sour. And that person's going the wrong way. That pizza delivery man is going the wrong way outside of a one-way street. 
Certainly doesn't hope he gets in a car accident and dies. Oh, jeez. Brian, come on. <sighs> Lack of class there. I'm sorry. That's not nice. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's from a local brewery, and um, that was terrible. Why did I say that? <laughs> so I went there, and, yeah, they are practicing uh, social distancing. Uh, so we're, they drop – they basically – I pay over the phone, and they – I call them when I'm out there, then they, they put it halfway and then I go and pick it up. It's a uh, strange, strange world, man. That's uh that's life. Now uh, we've been getting our food delivered by Amazon. Uh, I went to go pick up the food from the delivery man wearing gloves. He did not have gloves. I think he looked at me as if I was some sort of crazy person. And, you know, part of me thinks like I'm taking this way too seriously. Like I, I forgot to walk out of the house with my tinfoil hat on, but you know, I also have my governor, Christian Bale, tell me that uh, – Brian, yeah, it's not, not that funny. Uh, tell me that 58% of Californians are going to get it. So I'm looking at it. One guy's wearing gloves. The other one isn't. That asshole's going to get it. I'm not. Well, less likely, right? Something along those lines. So that's the way I've been looking at things. And outside of that, I think the only other time other than the brewery today, eh, I went to the gas station because I had about 40 miles on the car, which – not that I need to go anywhere, but, you know, I'm thinking nuclear winter, all of a sudden, you know, there's there's riots, there's there's people in the streets, there's guns and whatnot, then, hey, I need to get out of here. So I went there, bought some beer, uh, some Doritos, and I think a few lottery tickets, and uh, that was my only interaction with people since Tuesday. Because at work, they told me, you're working from home now. Now, I normally, I, I don't talk about work on this podcast because I don't think it's really beneficial uh, to me, and in fact, it's only detrimental, but I will only say that uh, working at home... Uh, it's an ongoing process, to say the least, for all involved. In fact, it made me kind of depressed when I, woke, you know, when I started the podcast here and I'm using the computer and I have to put down the seven Excel spreadsheets that I normally don't use. I don't like Excel. I'm, I'm basically a kindergartner when it comes to Excel. And I know in many uh, fields of work that, that that's basically blasphemy, but I don't use it that often. But now, because everything has to be accounted for and whatnot, now I'm, I'm, I'm filling out this one to represent that one, to, to show this one, to justify that one. Just like, oh my God, I, I, I want to burn Excel to the ground, which it's not an actual structure. But still, I'd still like to burn it a lot. And uh, my wife and I, we've, we've definitely uh, got to know the neighborhood. And what I mean by that is walking in the same neighborhood over and over again, which we know we've walked the neighborhood before, but and it's... It's weird the way people like see each other too. You know, it's like we, my wife and I, we're, we're walking down the street and there are these two little kids and they're with their mom. I'd say maybe about I don't know, like 200 yards in front of us. And I can hear the mom saying, and my wife and I see them or we're like, we go to the other side of the street and I can hear them saying, don't worry, honey, they're, they're not coming our way. As if, I, you know, as if we had like a sign that said we were pedophiles or something. Hello, we're child molesters, but we're going to go over here. So don't worry. It, it was, it's just strange to think that like, Everyone, everyone's the enemy. You know, it's like McCarthyism. Everyone, everyone's a communist. Just like, stay away. Stay away. Ah, just very weird. Very, very weird. The local pervert. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't, and when is this going to end? You know, you hear so many things. I'm trying to stay fit. I am actually sitting to do this podcast. And uh, normally I stand. I have a standing desk. I'm progressive, okay? I have a standing desk. That has nothing to do with being progressive, Brian. Lots of racists have standing desks. Okay, maybe. David Duke have one? Don't think so. What about uh, Mark Spencer? Is that his name? Who's the guy that got John Spencer Dinwiddle? Who's the guy that got hit in the head? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, uh, we, because we can't go to the gym anymore, which 
that is one of the, I'm watching this guy walk down the street. It looks like he wants to off himself. He is walking so slowly, head down. It looks like uh, the, the the kid from Arrested Development and the GIF they have all the time. He's he's just with just like he wants to. He's hoping one of those potholes open and he flows down there into the into the 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 slime part like Ghostbusters too. Uh let's get to the uninteresting point you eventually will make. Right. So I uh, I did some uh, workout inside the home. That's right. Doing some little jazzercise shit, you know? So I did all these lunges uh, and squats, all sorts of stuff. I can't I can't really walk very well right now. I'm someone who runs. I'm someone who walks a lot, doing my 10,000 steps almost every single day. I don't really work them out with weights. I am walking like an old man. I am. I, I, I said to my brother earlier, I was talking to him on the phone, I'm walking like Kramer when he's wearing jeans, okay? My wife laughs when I start walking down the stairs because she's down in the living room and she can hear me and she can hear how long it takes for me to get down the stairs because I have to do it one leg at a time and I have to like kind of shift my body back and forth. I'm the babysitter. So, I mean, that that's that's really where I'm at right now. So, I have to sit down. Um, and I'll tell you, just trying to sit, you kind of have to, like, fall into the couch. Because the quads are the parts that really hurt. Definitely, definitely not a pleasant situation right now. Definitely not. Uh, and then trying to sit down in that toilet. You know, I'm hoping I don't just, you know. A little too much. Sorry, 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 sorry. Whew. So what's everyone up to, huh? Tell me what tell me what your life is like, because I'll tell you, it seems like everyone's on Twitter and everyone's got a lot more takes. Um, I know I have, and and I'm I don't like the person I'm becoming on Twitter because I sound like uh, someone with Trump derangement syndrome, and that's not the person I want to be. I just I've been very disappointed at how he would handle this. I thought even with his narcissism and all this that it would change, um, but it really hasn't, and it's unfortunate because I think I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. So I've been sitting around the house. Like I said, we have a little backyard, so that's good. And, you know, just doing work, uh, trying to eat healthy, trying to do things. Because I'm telling you, we're going we're gonna to have this for a few weeks, probably maybe a month or two. And people are going to get fat. And you don't want to be one of the fat people. You want to go out and walk out of this and say, hey, how was your quarantine? How was quarantine for you? Huh? Hey, I'm looking great. Yeah. I was doing push-ups every day. That ended, though, with the leg thing. You can't really keep yourself up. This is way, way, really inside baseball, and I don't wonder if anyone finds any of this shit interesting. But there's another thing that's weird, too. This whole quarantine thing is starting to change your mind about things. So I'm watching this show, uh, Shit's Creek, on Netflix. I mean, it's all right. Whatever. It's, uh, it's dumb. It definitely passes the time. It's good. 20 minutes. You know, it's got its moments, definitely. And you see people like congregating and you see people like hugging each other or, or kissing or whatever. And I'm just like, Ooh, what are they doing? And I'm just, oh, Brian, that's pre quarantine. And I'm not even joking about this. I some, I know some people are like, Oh, shut up, Brian. That's not, no, it's, it's really in my head in that sense. Cause think about even before we were all quarantined here. And I know some people are listening to this across the country and they're not. Cause I, I mean, I know there are pockets of, of listeners, but I know there are some people that are across the country that are, that are not in quarantine that listen to this podcast. I look at the numbers. I look at the stats. But I mean, you know, you went from pressing the elevator with your knuckle and just being cautious to now being inside and staring at people walking by and wondering if they have it. The unknown, the unseen virus, by the way, unseen virus. <laughs> you never know. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. 
and uh, maybe polling numbers, but I'm not worried. Have you seen the polling numbers out of Ohio? I'm not worried. Okay. <laughs> I remember FDR saying that. That was that was incredible, right? Um, right now, what am I in? Tuesday when I came home. So we're 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 getting close to a week. I am uh, I'm starting to look like shit. We'll put it that way. Hair is growing out long, meaning the white hairs are really starting to show. So we'll see what happens there. Haven't shaved, but you know I can always do that. But uh, yeah, looking like hell. Wearing my red ticket blues t-shirt right now. Um, yeah. So we're we're hoping that I I saw, just saw the senators, uh, the, the the house and all that. They they a bill didn't happen. I guess it was the Democrats' fault. But then I see Jim Cramer of uh, CNBC saying it was a good thing. It didn't help people. This is the kind of shit where there's people fighting back and forth on Twitter that I don't know. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I, I think I established pretty well that I don't know, but I do know. How about those senators, huh? That is already in our back mirror. Those senators that sold, and now this is how you now these senators. Obviously, let's let's start the story before I just start saying these senators. My, one of my favorite Mad Dog, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Who is this guy pulling? I, there are a lot of visitors, even in quarantine. I must I must have ordered something from Amazon. I don't know who this guy is. All right, we gotta pause this. Okay, so something Amazon related. I didn't answer the door because I don't want to speak to anybody. Um, let's see. I saw him scan it. I want to see what I ordered. And he's going out the wrong way too. Unbelievable. Uh, arriving Saturday. This is, I know this is, everyone wants to know what was actually just ordered. Uh, okay, not important. This is This is not fair to you guys. But those senators, huh? So... You know, you have these senators that are involved in what intelligence committees that are telling the public that it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Everything's fine. Everyone just relax. And at the same time, they're selling millions of dollars of stock before the stock market went to shit. They belong in prison. And you know, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, who I have muted her. Not that I disagree with everything she says. I just can't stand the nonstop argument about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC. Uh, yeah, they should, they should start calling her AOC. Um, I, I just can't deal with it. It's, it's, it's nauseating. It's never-ending. And let, let's be honest, it's, that sort of political nonsense is never going to stop the people that dislike her or like her. I, I, I'm, frankly, I don't care. Frankly, I don't give a damn. Um, frankly, I'm a little concerned. I agree with her when she says, no, House members or senators should own stock. I totally agree with her. It's ridiculous. And those people belong in prison. However, because of everything that's going on with this virus, that story, like I said, is that that's in our rearview mirror. That's like two months ago, basically. It was two days ago, but that's over. Forget that. Everyone's forgot about that. Those people are t- today's modern day Gary Condit. All right. Goodbye. And the stocks are Sandra Levy. They're gone. No one cares anymore. Nobody. Now, I did see an interesting theory about why no one cares. Of course, there is a global pandemic. So uh, once Diane Feinstein, who I've mentioned several times on this podcast, bit interesting. A senator is worth a hundred million dollars. Now, I know she has a spouse that has a lot of money, so that does help. However, he has a lot of real estate. I believe. I believe the real estate is located in China. I know she has a lot of dealings with China. Hmm. I, 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 I just, I just can't connect the dots. I, I don't know where it comes from. She's just a really good senator. Now, granted, she's like a hundred years old too, which, you know, I hate to be like this. 
uh, people that old should not be members of Congress. There should be, we say term limits, so there should be age limits too. She's like 85. Uh, and, and I know that everyone loves Ruth Gator Ginsburg because, you know, she's, she's one of the last Democrats there and people know that Trump will replace her with a Republican. She shouldn't be on there either. You know, people, and this isn't a woman hating thing. This is an old person hating thing. These people should not be doing, I'm sorry, cognitive functioning. Uh, and not that they're, that they're diminished capacity, but I'm just saying it's not the same capacity as maybe someone that's 60 years old. Okay. 85. And that's a stressful job being a Supreme Court justice or Senator of California, the most populous state in the, in the fucking union or the fifth largest economy in the world. Like that, that, that's, that's gotta be stressful. Sorry. That just disappeared. It floated away. That's done. We'll, 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 ne- we'll never hear about that one again. Yeah, we probably won't, but whatever. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? So, uh, you, you know, on the sports front, I don't know how you people are doing it. And what I mean by that is I'm living okay without sports. I, I've said this a thousand times on the podcast. I've kind of been reduced to playoffs of sports, regular seasons. I don't care except for baseball. Um, baseball still hasn't started yet per se. Um, I'm going to miss that. Apparently Aaron Judge had a collapsed lung too. Yankee doctors right on top of it. She's a Dr. Nick Riviera there. I mean, Christ, it collapsed lung. Now, did he know that beforehand or did they just release that? I, I wanted answers on Twitter. No one responded to me. It's probably just like, oh, Brian, go back to your analyzation of Trump press conferences. No one gives a shit. But I'll say this, what they've been doing, and I guess they did some sort of virtual NASCAR thing, which, you know, I don't even like the real thing, so I don't give a shit. But I get these people are in a tough spot, all these networks and all this they're playing in the radio too, I guess. They're playing replays of games. And like I saw yesterday, the, the 1982 National Championship game. It's like, you know, God bless you guys that can sit there and watch an entire game without. You know, I, I, I watch baseball here, but I don't have the Yes Network, so I don't see the Yankee Classics. You know, by the way, Yankees are undefeated in every Yankee Classics game. That is, no one talks about that as one of the biggest records ever. They are undefeated in Yankees classics. That has to mean something, right? But I, uh, I I cannot watch these games from start to finish from 35 years ago. God, again, God bless you guys. I can't do it. Though You know what those those games are meant for? Those games are meant for after six or seven drinks, looking up on your phone and watching the highlights on YouTube and going, oh man, that was awesome. Oh God, yes, that was great. Watching a whole game of it? No. Unless you want to get blasted and watch it, I guess. I don't I don't know. I, Again, I will say I will say it one more time. I'll, like the old saying goes, "What the hell do you have to lose?" No, I will just say, "God bless you." Go for it. That ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me, Chief. Is that how, is that how it goes? That's you, Chief. This this ain't it, Chief. Oh God. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, Francesa losing it. So you see, Francesa, who is. Uh, yeah, you know, someone we really don't talk about that much more on the podcast. He's kind of a forgotten relic with dust all over him. You know, like the old, uh, you know, in Temp- excuse me, in Last Crusade. He he is the, the the cup of Christ. I mean, it's it's ignored. It's dust settling on it. It was once great, uh, but it, it's just just sitting there and ignored for the most part. Maybe sometimes people jump in and see it, but you know, chose wisely. Um, you see, those people in uh, Last Crusade, they got the coronavirus. That's what happens. Okay, that was even funny. Um. But yeah, you could see Mr. I love Trump, Mr. This, that, and whatever. He is ripping Trump every day, but not saying his name. <laughs> it's very strategic. He's federal government needs to, to follow Cuomo and, and Cuomo, boy, I, you know, I, I don't even know what Cuomo is doing right, but I, the, 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 the bushels of roses being thrown at him every day. 
uh, make me think that he's thinking about uh, running for president in 2024. And uh, have we had an Italian president? I don't think so. I mean, Michael Corleone, I mean, he probably knew some people, but I mean, he dealt with senators. We know that. I mean, a senator in Nevada, which his contribution to the casinos was nil. I even say nothing. Yeah, it's 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 been documented. But uh, well, it'll be interesting going forward, regardless of who. Well, I still don't think Biden's. I still think Trump's winning. I, I, I don't know what people have to say. I know people don't want to hear that. I still think he's winning because what's going to happen, people? Let's say this lasts for... That's going to be the next question about this whole quarantine thing. So we're quarantined, right? And we're going to let this... More people are going to die. We haven't even come close to the peak yet. We haven't. More people are going to die. This is going to become a bigger deal. The stock market is just going to continue plunging. I... uh, You can call it wise or call it stupid. I have sold absolutely nothing. So, um, you know, my my portfolio looks like uh, low tide at Omaha Beach. It is red, 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 and more red. Did I mention it's red? So I am just holding on to everything and buying a little every day. I mean, nothing much, you know, buy a little, you know, and I'm not buying any, I'm buying well-established shit. Give me some Apple. Give me some, give me some shit with high dividends. Give me some, some Coca-Cola. Give me some, uh, something mirroring the S&P 500. Just a little bit here. Give me 20 there. Give me 50 there. Give me 45 there. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm contributing, but this is all going to be better. It's going to be better. And I guess I got two points here to make. The first one, when is it okay for us to go out in public? When is it, when do we return to normal life? Because what's going to happen is that's going to spike again. Because people are going to come in contact with one another. Someone's going to come out and have the coronavirus and it's going to do it all over again. Now, hopefully they're thinking it's a lower spike. Now, I'd like to think that the government has has this strategy and that some jackass on a podcast, you know, in a spare room in California is the one pontificating about this. I'm thinking that people have this and you have to think that the government looks at this stuff and they say, we have to basically understand that so much of the population, a certain a certain percentage of the population are complete assholes and will completely ignore everything. And they're, they're, the stupidity is on another level. I mean, look at those kids at spring break. Imagine being the parents of one of those kids. If that if those were, I, I feel like the father in Back to the Future, when he's like, Lorraine, if you ever marry someone like that, I'll disown you. I would hope that the parents of that, th- those kids, especially that kid with the backwards hat and the road rash on his face, if that was my child, I would change the locks. I'd say, get the hell out of here. That's what I... <laughs> imagine th- th- that kid, anytime he screws up for the rest of his life, I would be his parent and I would just go, hey, if I get corona, I get corona. <laughs> That's what I'd do. But when do we go back outside? That's going to be debated. When can we go out? And imagine how that's going to feel. Imagine how eerie and weird that's going to feel. We're, we're interacting with people again. We're touching things. How long does that go on for? How long do we use our knuckle to do the elevator? How long does that happen for? We're getting differing amounts. None of these fucking people know. They don't know. But what I'm saying is, here we are in March. This is going to go on for a few more months. And I do believe Trump about one thing. When people are done with this, if they still have a job, I listen, there are some people going through some crazy shit right now and I feel really bad for them. But I'll tell you, the people that have money, the people that get through this, when they get out of this, they're going to want to spend. They're going to want to spend because it's summertime. They're going to want to spend like crazy. And you know what? That economy is going to jump. That stock, maybe not the economy, the stock market will jump, but the economy will be behind it. And you know what? It's going to cruise right in. I'm not going to say, say it's going to be at 29000 the Dow. In November, but we're going to start trending upwards and you know it. 
So if you like Trump, you got to be happy about that. If you don't like Trump, you're not happy. Thanks for spelling that out, Brian, as if I couldn't fucking articulate that on my own. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry. And I'm swearing. I'm sorry. I apologize for swearing a lot. It's just been a stressful time, all right? Thank you for asking, by the way. Sprinkles. Yeah. Just a couple of kittens out in the town. Exactly. I think that might be it for me. Rich Catino's a liar. You know, I'd have to go do the research on all the tweets. Rich Catino, who we talked about on this podcast before, is... uh. Let's, let's, let's see here. I'm, I'm not going to look it all up. Rich Catino, though, who we talked about on this podcast with is just lying. He, he is a beat writer for the Mets. Uh, he's one of these guys that has like 19,000 different jobs, which you have to have in media when you're, when you're not that good anymore. Um, I'm sorry. And I know some people might be listening to that and they're like, well, that's me. I, I'm just saying like, and I shouldn't even say that's the truth. Some of the top people have to get 9,000 different jobs. It's just the way that media has become now. You have to be a jack of all trades. You can't just write a column every day. Listen, those people like grandfathered in, people like Dan Shaughnessy, who can write a column every day and collect God knows how much he makes. But he probably only has to do it. He doesn't have to do a podcast. He doesn't. Actually, you know, he, he think he does a few shifts at 98.5, too. Um, and big, you know, big ups to, uh, well, he's back now, but Kirk Manahan back in uh, the uh, mental institution. Um, but, uh, He's, he's out now. So I say that, you know, Kirk's a good guy. I know he gives off this thing where he doesn't give a shit about anybody. Uh, you heard him as a guest on this podcast, excuse me. And he was, uh, a great guy on it and even chatting with him before the podcast. He was good. So I'm, I'm glad he's doing better. Uh, I have not listened to the podcast this week anyways. Uh, boy, was I saying Rich Catino is just a absolute pathological liar. And he said that he was tested, uh, right after the jazz and Knicks game. He won't answer where he was tested. So we're, we're still trying to figure out. But there's been some other... I'm, I'm not going to go all into it. I, I apologize. I know some people wanted me to... Excuse me. Oh, boy. Burping a lot. Wanted me to talk about it, and I'm not going to. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, and this is not meant to sound uh, sexist, but um, Rosie O'Donnell looks so much like Francesa. It's it's incredible. I could just scroll through Twitter here. Oh, there's another thing I was going to do that I, I wanted... I figured it would bore everyone, but I figured, you know... There's lots of podcasts to listen to. And I know, listen, sometimes you get podcasts out, you know, just say, okay, I, I, I gotta, I gotta think a little more than just listening to other people talk. I can do that on TV, but I was going to just share a little bit of my library of things that I've read in the past few years that maybe you could really enjoy. There are all sorts of different topics. I know some people are like, oh God, do I want to read what Brian reads? Um, so you've heard me talk about this uh, book a million times, play their hearts out. Um, that is, no, I don't want to download it. I already have it on my library. Stop it. No, stop. Um, sorry. Uh, basically, if you like college basketball, AAU stuff, real life story, that's a good one. Sandy Koufax, uh, book by, what's her name? Jane Levy. I definitely recommend that one. I never really thought much about Sandy Koufax. I think he's a great pitcher, yada, yada. That's a good one. Uh, Season on the Brink, John Feinstein. I mean, it's a little longer than a CBS Sports Minute. Another classic book. Under the Banner of Heaven, John Krakauer. Uh, that one I really like a lot. Uh, the Pittsburgh Cocaine 7, that is one about the uh, Pittsburgh Drug Trials, MLB. I definitely uh, recommend that. The you know, Francona book I liked. That was good. Uh, let's see. Devil in the Grove, which is one I read a long time ago. It's about Thurgood Marshall, the Groveland Boys, and the Dawn of a New America. Definitely about the civil rights. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that book. I need to read more books uh, from that author, Gilbert Kitt. Really, really liked that book. Uh, League of Denial, that's a good one. Howard Cosell, um, The Man, The Myth, and these are very small, so I can't say, and uh, whatever, can't say. Um, Running Rebels, Jerry Tarkanian, that, that's a great one. 
You can't make this up. Al Michaels, Wilt Larger Than Life. I, I liked reading that because, you know, Wilt Chamberlain is somebody that, you know, he's great, but you don't know a ton about him. Okay, he slept with 40,000 women. He scored 100 points in a game. He was really tall. What else? He was just an interesting person. Pete Rose, an, an American Dilemma, which, Christ, we've heard that on WFAN all the time. I'm, I'm surprised that WFAN has not, you know, or all sports radio itself has not just sort of fallen to its knees with people because there's no sports to talk about. So let's talk about the one thing that has nothing to do with present-day sports, and that should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame, Mike? Uh, Hellbound on his trail, which is uh, the stalking of Martin Luther King and the international uh, hunt for his assassin, which... That's probably one of the best books I've read in a long time. Uh, let's see. Billy Martin, Bill Pennington. We had him on the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Uh, the Arm by Jeff Passan. I know. Disgusting. Uh, what else here? Joe DiMaggio, uh, the uh, hero. Yeah, we've read that one from Richard Ben, Richard ben Kramer. Kingfish, The Reign of Huey Long, uh, Louisiana Governor. I liked that one. Oh, did you, Brian? John Krakauer, Missoula, which is Rape and the Justice System in a College Town, which I thought was an excellent book. Um, you learn a lot about uh, just all the stuff that you assume on college campuses when it comes to sexual assault and how these guys get away with stuff. This is absolutely disgusting. Uh, absolutely great book. Um, Prisoner is Palace, which I think I've recommended on this podcast before, which is about uh, Marines um, bonding with Saddam Hussein as he was facing execution. Stranger in the Woods is a good one. Um, I'm not going to get all uh, Ghost Wars. And this one, I was in my uh, terrorist phase here. Uh, Black Flags, Rise of Isis, Ghost Wars, Looming Tower, Playing to the Edge. I've downloaded a bunch of these. I never actually read them. No Matter How Loud I Shout, which is... Uh, I really like that. That's If you like uh, juvenile justice and just how the system is so broken, I that is one of the best books I've probably read in the last five to 10 years. War Against All Puerto Ricans. That's a good one. Obviously, there's a little uh, bias there. Um, uh, when Paris Went Dark. I think I've mentioned that one on the podcast before. And right now, I am reading Liar's Poker by Michael Lewis, author of the uh, Moneyball. The Moneyball. So those are just some of my recommendations. You want to talk about them. We can, and if you have any, be sure to tweet me at Red Ticket Blues. Just start tweeting them. We'll, we'll, we'll retweet them away. Or don't. I really, you know, I, I'd appreciate it, but yeah, you know, at the same time. And you know what I'd also appreciate? Hey, iTunes, leave a review. Huh? I know. It's only a pal paltry 11 reviews. Oh, those 55 that were once there, but I didn't know basic internet stuff, and now they're gone. But So this podcast is probably going on about, let's say, 10 minutes too long, you said? But I, I do appreciate it. And remember, people, we're going to get through this. I know that these are, these are strange times, and, you know, I think a lot of people have to understand someone who I will say my entire life has, you know, definitely dealt with anxiety. Um, you gotta, you gotta, I know this is very off brand for Brian. This is very off. You know, there's another thing before I go anywhere. <laughs> this is very on brand for Brian changing things. You got Trump. I, I talked about this whole, the, the, the Chinese virus thing. Like the virus came from China, China. Um, if you want to call it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan flu at the end of this whole thing, historically, when we look back in the books 30 years from now, I don't have a problem with that. You call it the Chinese flu, you're going to get Asian people killed for no reason because you continue to say these things. But I do find it hysterical that Trump, now I don't know if the picture was real or if it was doctored or not, 
but he has his little speech in front of him and it says coronavirus and he has it crossed out and says Chinese, which, you know, I'd like to think that if he was just going to call it Chinese, he was going to, but I, you know, Trump is Trump. But it's just funny how he's just like, and we have to battle against the Chinese virus. Now I'll bring in Mike Pence, the head of the coronavirus task force. <laughs> it's just like people like Donald Trump, when they can't admit they're wrong in the sense they have to double down. It's like when, when I didn't do well in school and I'd show like my progress report or my report card to my father and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. The grades weren't, I mean, the teacher put stuff on the test that, 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 that we didn't even go over. My dad's like, yeah, I went to that same school. And I was like, and obviously not picking up on the sarcasm. I'd be like, what? He's like, yeah, same school. You know, the, the teachers just don't do it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then I'd get another bad grade. And I say, the teachers are not, to, you know, double down. There's no way you're admitting it. By the way, I was 16 years old. He is the president of the United States. Uh, but I just wanted to say that. But I just want to tell everyone, you know, you're going to get through this. Everyone's got to relax. You got to, you got to build up that patience that you have inside of you that maybe you didn't even know and understand. And I, and I tell my, and I tell my, I tell myself, I tell my wife this all the time. When you start getting worried, you, you got to back away from the phone. You got to back away from the computer. You got to back away from the news. There are times when it is detrimental. You know, I see some tweets about these dooms. You know, it's it's one thing to be transparent. It's another thing to be to scare people. And I think some people on Twitter, on on social media, are putting out stats. And listen, they're stat geeks, and their brain is only functioning that way through numbers, numbers, numbers. And that shit is petrifying some people. I'm not saying to close your eyes and say everything's going to be all right at the end of the day. I don't have to worry about anything, but just breathe. You know, appreciate the good things you have in life. Boy, what a positive message from the shitty podcast, huh? I've started watching The Twilight Zone. I've never watched it before. I think I watched like an episode of my life and I'm I'm enjoying it. It's definitely the original Black Mirror. Oh, no shit, Brian. I'm sure that, I'm sure they probably never compared that to it before at all, right? You know, even though Black Mirror's been around for how long? They never, never even said that. You're the first person to say that, Brian. It's the invisible enemy, by the way. <laughs> he, he shat on Mitt Romney. Being in quarantine today. Gee, that's too bad. Oh, God. But I just, everyone, these are uncharted territories. And I think that you can't get angry. You got to get through this. And when it's too much, you back away. Get a book. Read it. Watch a show. Get off the internet. Stop watching the local news. Stop watching the national news. They don't take a day off from scaring you. This is scary shit, but they don't take a day off from doing it. So I'm just letting everyone know. Be you, be free, do what you want to do. Be free to a certain extent, social distancing, six feet. If you see someone on the street, get away from me, get away from me, freak, freak, infectant, infected, carrier, carrier. And be, be sure to judge people. No. Love all you guys. Appreciate you listening. Hope some of you stuck around for the last numbers in the last podcast. And you know, at certain times, non-quarantine, we do talk other things and it's less rambling. Uh, well, that could be a lie too, though. But I appreciate all of you for listening and we're going to get through this and we'll have our therapy session next episode. I, you know, I would do the podcast like every day. I'm not going anywhere. Like I was thinking today, I was like, I went to that brewery and I bought a bunch of beer and I'm like, well, I can't drink too much. I got work tomorrow. Cause you know, you get to my age and you go to work and you feel hungover and shitty. It's the worst feeling in the world. And it's not worth it. I feel like I have to go to the bathroom all the time. I'm sweating. I need water. My body's making all sorts of sounds. I'm just like, this is the worst day of my life. If I drink too much tonight and I'm hungover, I will be laying on the couch, uh, you know, doing work. Right. So 
there's that one advantage. You could just become, you know, we could really, we're supposed to not drink, but okay. Because of, uh, you know, your immune system. Let's end this rambling. Thank you for listening. Listen to the show, iTunes, tune in radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, remember, uh, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, just leave five stars, leave a review. It takes two seconds. I'd appreciate it. Help out your fellow man during this period. You know, I am, yes, I'm, I'm definitely monopolizing a global pandemic where we're in quarantine for reviews on iTunes. I'm that petty. I'm that small. I'm that simple. Simp. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. We will talk next time. Like I was saying, you know, I, I would do this more often. I, I just don't know how much content I have for it. You know what I mean? What am I going to talk about? Well, today I fucking walked into the downstairs and did this and whatever. Keep it real, people. With that being said, I'm going to...